Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Runners World Podcast with me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane McGuire. Our guest this week is Emmanuel Avola, aka Coach Manny, uh, a physiotherapist and founder of Cultural Health, London Select Running Team, and is a Nike running coach. And he's joining us to talk about the impact that aerobic exercise has on the body. Jane, aerobic exercise. How do you feel about it? Honestly, this was like a science lesson to me, and I hope I think some of our listeners will feel the same. I, I to be honest, I didn't know what aerobic exercise was, and I've run a lot and written about running for a long time which is quite shameful actually isn't it well i mean it's a safe space so it is a safe space you can share share away i think that i think it's not it's absolutely not i think you've done yourself a disservice because when we talk about something being aerobically fit or aerobic exercise that's a sort of a very sort of generalized overview of what running does Mm. what essentially moving the body in some capacity where your heart rate is elevated and you're moving that's that's like that's that's the broad spectrum of understanding what that is what manny breaks down in this is which is so interesting is actually the impact that uh, aerobic exercise has on the many different systems within the body and how they all work together or sometimes don't all work together and and you know that sort of stuff so i mean yeah doesn't matter. I've been I've been in this game a long old time, Jane, and I learned some new stuff. So <laughs> it's it's great to have Manny on with his expertise and uh, to run us through those sorts of things. But how's your running? Aerobic? You've been hitting that aerobic marker? Do you know what I have? I've did a um did the Royal Parks half. Great race last weekend. Great race last weekend. Yep. Was it? Yeah, it was last weekend, and I just had a great time. I um nearly missed the start, so arrived really late as per, um and then just just ran just went for it and was I was okay was pleasantly surprised wasn't sure the foot would hold out and it did hold out and it was it was just fun fun to race again but how about you how's running going running is going good yeah um I've got nothing nothing planned nothing booked in um we've got a team outing this week run as well team outing down we're off to the north downs way for some I've heard about this north downs way for a bit of running <laughs> and a bit of wine tasting How's that for bringing two is, two great worlds together? The world of wine and the world someone, of running. Yeah. As someone who worked at Runners World, an insight to the listeners that you can't ever just do, you can't just ever go to the pub. <laughs> can't just go for a run. You have to do, you have to do like a marathon beforehand or in this, you know, a relay or, you know, running along the M25 before you get to the pub. That's, that's the secret. Well, you know, Jay, For anyone who wants a job at Runners World, get ready for that. Get ready for <laughs> enforced fun that involves running. Yeah. So we're, um. We're all looking forward to that on Thursday. Enjoy. Bit, bit of running. Um, so yeah, out running is, is all good. And uh, I'm going to go for a run straight after this because 
our chat with Manny has made me consider running in a different manner. I'm going to go and open up my lower lobes. Hey, that's a clue. Keep listening, find out what I mean. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so without further ado, here's our guest of the week. Manny, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I think everyone will sort of go, yeah, I know what aerobic exercise is. What's, you know, what's going on? But when we talk about running, we kind of refer to everything as pace. would be, I'm going for an easy run. I'm going to go for a tempo run. I'm going to do these sorts of things in a training block or whatever it is. Where does aerobic exercise fit into this? What is aerobic exercise? So uh, from my perspective and, you know, scientifically, we know that actually the aerobic system so we have these different systems within our body that produce energy the aerobic system is actually being used all the time so um we have to breathe we have to use oxygen okay to breathe and open our lungs and you know get that that oxygen into our system and yes it it circulates through our bloodstream and then also it's used in a, a system um within our muscles to create energy. Um, And it's important for us to realize that exercise can be in different energy systems. So everybody has heard of the aerobic, hopefully you've heard of the anaerobic, and then there's also one called the phosphocreatine system. So these systems are all interlinked and they're working. Actually, sometimes we're using all of them at the same time. So we get caught up in thinking, I'm using only one. Um, you're using majority of one, but your, your body might need to use um, all of these systems um, to really kind of get as much energy in as possible. So uh, to, to clarify the aerobic system, it utilizes oxygen. It allows us to, to, to train and exercise for long periods. Um, and it's a really robust system, which we need to be we need to be using and we need it to be strong to obviously perform and run, but also for our health. It's a sort of a, then a sort of turning point that, as you say, the aerobic system is being used constantly. Is there a, uh, a sort of a tipping point, be it heart rate, be it effort, that it switches from being in use to being worked and in a sort of like workout capacity, making it stronger? Yeah. So we, we know that if we get into those higher zones, we are using less the higher heart rate zones we're using less of that aerobic system we're using more of the anaerobic and phosphocreatine system which work for shorter periods um, and scientifically we know that the aerobic system it uses it's it's being worked over longer periods so over an hour you're really starting to hone in on that aerobic system and really train it um, but but we do have to think about when we're using our body and exercising less than you know 40 minutes we, we could be using a combination of all our systems to, to really drive and and give us energy into our muscles so um it's important we realize that actually the aerobic system is really powerful it's it's really good for long distances but we can use other systems additionally when you're running and on your garment it says like the zones they have to do with heart rate how can we tell when we're do you mean working this system for someone who do you mean a complete newbie like me i go for a run how do i know i'm working this aerobic system in my body 
For sure. What I'd say to you, Jane, is it's, it's, it's one of these things where it's conversational. It's a conversational pace. You're really able to hold a good conversation. Um, but sometimes that can be difficult if you're really new to the sport. You know, being able to, to run and talk can be really challenging. And I always say to people, if you are getting to that point, I think maybe sometimes doing a run walk or making sure that you're really focusing in on how effortful is this? So from zero to 10, 10 is really effortful. I would always advise people to be between zero and three out of 10. It should be a really easy, easy run. Um, and sometimes um, if you're very new to the sport, your heart rate may be a lot higher than the zone one or zone two that we would like it to be. So think about how it feels effort, effort wise and and thinking about walking is, is is a really good thing to do, especially when you're brand new to the sport. Yeah, I guess as a running coach, you must see all different types of people and it's trying to get people to like slow down, I guess, and listen to their body more. And then their work, they are building strength by going slower. Yeah, for sure. I think like running is, it will build your strength. It will develop your um, your muscles, your bone density, all those really good things. Um, one thing I definitely see is that we get more confident and we run faster than our aerobic system because we're feeling more confident, we're feeling fitter. Um, and I would say that being aware of how easy you're running is such a crucial thing, especially when you get more confident, you start feeling fitter. Um, so maybe going for a run with a friend is 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 really important because then you can have that conversation um i also tell people not to listen to really kind of fast fast music because you know yeah. when you listen to a fast song you're like yeah. oh whoa, whoa actually no i was way off pace because the music is giving you a tempo it's creating a rhythm that you're now starting to follow and you move way out of that aerobic pace so listen to a podcast maybe listen to this podcast right hey perfect. Where we're talking about there you go you're going to learn about running you know better running better technique better training and you're going to run at the right pace because we're talking and it's a it's a tempo that hopefully will engage and stop you from from going out of those heart rate zones you know stop you from getting a bit too confident when it's supposed to be an easy run maybe it's best to just try and break down the impact that aerobic exercise has on the body and maybe we can sort of treat it in that way if that sort of makes sense. So if we sort of say like, okay, what impact, if we're talking about the whole of the aerobic system, what impact does working that have on the skeletal system? Yeah, for sure. I think definitely starting from the structures deepest is the best. It's the best way I try and talk to people about their health and their fitness and, and their training. So yeah, the skeletal system is the deepest system that we utilize. And the aerobic exercise it can really help especially running aerobically it can really help with developing bone density because you're you're, you're running over longer periods hopefully over an hour um, it helps develop the stiffness in those bones so when we go out for a run what do you think happens guys i've got a question for you now oh, okay oh, the Let's tables go. have turned what happens to the bone system when we go for a run our skeletal system go on jane I mean, does it just, does it get tired? Like, can your bones get tired? No, they can't. Bones can't get tired, can they? <laughs> what happens? Um, they get under under pressure, I guess. Do they heat up? 
Come both here. This is great. Why did I go fast, Ben? I just wanted to hear what you were going to say. I mean, I'm not, I'm not assuming, in no way I'm assuming that any of my uh, guesses are better than the heating. I wouldn't have said they're heating up my bones. Uh, I guess it's just looking at the spaces between bones is probably oh, the easiest way of considering mm. how they then might move when you run. So they're being yeah. influenced by... Yeah, what Ben said. Muscles, ten- <laughs> muscles and tendons and things like that. Yeah, that's oh, wow. You've all kind of you you've all kind of you both hit the nail on the head in in some oh, really? way. Jane, yeah, they get hot, yeah. hot bones. <laughs> yeah, hot bones. Yeah, in some way. Okay, so what happens is there's a bit of physics here. Okay, so actually our bones bend oh. and they break. Yeah, they bend and they break. Muscles act on bones and they pull bones in different directions. Okay. One fact that I want you all to understand and remember from this podcast is one leg, when you jump and you land, when you're running, it actually has to withstand two to three times your body weight going through that leg. So that bending is happening because of all of that force going through your leg. So you're having a bending moment. All of this creates actually uh, your, your bones start to break down and to to, re, to rebuild and remodel, you have to get increased circulation. Some of that heat, Jane. Some of that heat. That's yes. some of that heat you're talking about. And this is this is called Wolf's Law. So a bone will develop and change under the forces that are applied to it. Right. So when people say it's bad for your knees, you're actually strengthening your knees by breaking your knees. Do you have bones <laughs> in your knees? No. You, you, <laughs> you, yeah. So when people talk about it's bad, Manny's for like unsubscribe, get me off the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, this is going left. <laughs> oh, I like that. So when people say it's bad for your knees, they're talking about the cartilage and the arthritis. Now, this is actually a common myth. It's a myth, everybody. Everybody listen okay. to this. It is a myth. <laughs> ben, you can attest to this, can't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I have two knees and they've both been bad at points and it seem all right now so yeah i'd say so and ben is back um and ben and i ben and i had a chat about his knees and actually i hope you don't mind me sharing what we Mate, had a chat ahead. about ben um, yeah, yeah. ben was quite anxious about you know my knees are not going to be the same and and it's the common thread of um you hear about somebody who's been running who's been a very good runner or has played sport all their lives and now they feel like their knees and you know they they're not healthy. They haven't got um, the capacity to continue playing sport. But we have scientific evidence and literature looking at cartilage. Now, cartilage cover the, covers the bones. They keep our, our knees and our joints healthy. Actually, cartilage can regrow. it. They can remodel. So they go through the same breakdown and regeneration that our bones do, as long as we do it effectively and progressively. So that really is a myth and we're finding out from scientific evidence and studies which have looked at MRI of people's knees that this is not true. If we're breaking our bones every time we go for a run, does that mean that we're like one run away from a stress fracture? Do you know what I mean? How do we, is it a good thing? Is it, I'm, I'm a, baffled. I'm baffled by this. That, that's a really, really good question. So with aerobic running, we have to really understand that 
our body needs it needs this running progressively so i see a lot of patients as a physiotherapist i see a lot of patients who have said okay i would like to get ready for this marathon and it's in seven weeks so they do all their aerobic running they try and fit everything in and their bone their skeletal system it doesn't have enough time to recover because just like anything you need time to recover okay you need a moment to recover and the key thing is that that time to recover unfortunately it's not the same for everybody um if you're if you've been training and running and doing sport all of your life especially at a really young level your skeletal system has a level of density and stiffness that you will carry into your adulthood and that's one thing that i have to be aware of and i talk about athletic age to a lot of clients that i work with because if you have a good athletic age you've done sport all your life that can predispose you to stiffer bones and less likelihood of a stress fracture so it it's all about managing your training load and not trying to fit everything in too quickly and um sometimes yeah actually you can be one or two runs away from a stress fracture but it's all about how you've trained and how you've progressed to to do what you're doing right now um and being aware that what's your previous history have you run lots of marathons is this the first time you're running a marathon um those those things are key and it it comes down to also this thing of we we do have this professional experience of seeing lots and lots of runners and we we can almost uh you know clinically identify uh this is going to be a high risk and 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 you know um make precautions and give people advice on that in that way all right skeletal tick let's go let's go what would you want to do next i think i think we should do muscular should we do muscular because that connects everything okay cool muscular system okay team so muscular system now we have our muscles we have the tendons that connect to the muscles and we have our ligaments okay all these structures again they stretch and they have to manage the gravitational load of one leg um so as one leg hits the ground um do you guys remember how much force goes through it three times yes team yes. love that <laughs> yes so we have another law for you so do you remember the first law i gave you wolf's law Wolf's Wolf, law. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. Who's Wilson? Now we have Davis's law. Davis's law tells us that soft tissue will develop and it will mold and it will remodel under the force that is applied on it. So, when we go for a run, um we definitely get some heating, we get increased circulation, but those tendons, those muscles, they all stretch, they contract. and they will go through um changes and again a bit more physics and and that's super important because we need to develop that system so it can manage and push us through um but this system also aerobically we we get changes in the cells and in the the mitochondria which are in the cells and this helps develop that engine and helps develop us um to produce energy and go for a longer period of time and and keep keep going and that's super important and um this system is one of the most important systems if we're thinking about aerobic running 
Does the does aerobic running uh, affect the muscle, as in we talked about with, with the bones sort of micro breaking in the sense you know um, and then if people are familiar with going to the gym and working muscles essentially you're you're tearing the muscle in a micro tears that which is what then allows it to build itself up again is does aerobic running have that same impact or is it a different type of muscle development uh to an extent it can have the impact of providing you with really um so you're going to get lots of really slow twitch contractions and those contractions are important. And you do get a development of muscle strength, but it's quite particular muscle strength because it's very specific for running. Um, so, yes, I, I definitely prescribe running as a strength exercise for somebody who is returning from a muscle injury. And they do get better because they're doing the specific strength exercise they need to get back to their sport. So... Yes, per se, it does cause some micro trauma, and then it, re- it remodels. Um, but it, it, it's a very different type of trauma to you know going to the gym and, and building muscle bulk. And um, there, there's also a slightly different mechanism that happens when you do go to the gym um, regularly. You get almost like an inf- inflammation of the muscle fibers, where we don't get that when we run. We don't get. A large change in muscle fiber bulk we probably get more output so the muscle fibers you have and the muscle units you have the output that they produce is more effective um so that's how it i would say it was different and we've spoken a lot manny about nerves and the nervous system how does aerobic running what's going on with your nervous system when you're running in this like ideal aerobic state so the nervous system, depending on how much aerobic running you're doing, it's it's really getting to be um, really effective in terms of the signaling. So the information it's sending to your muscles. Your muscles don't know what to do. They're told what to do by the nervous system, by the nerve fibers. So that becomes a really effective communication. And we, we, we know that people's mechanical running and the way they run can improve by large bouts of aerobic running so you get better better striking on the floor better you know better overall mechanics and hopefully start looking like Elliot Kipchoge down the street (laughs) if only only. yeah exactly um so aerobic running is really useful for that for you know in in that regard but we also know that if you're stressed then you're you're kind of burning the candles at both ends or you're overtraining the nervous system is probably the first system to tell you that there's something wrong. Um, you can you can feel quite irritable. That's linked to, you know, your brain and the nervous system and the connections. You can become um, extremely fatigued. You might get muscle tremors, um, and and overall concentration and things like that really change. Um, and the nervous system is it's a it's a key indicator at times of when we are doing a bit too much of that aerobic or high-intensity running. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So when we say muscle memory, it is actually true. You're like training your nervous system to remember how to do these things again and again and again. Yes, for sure. Um, and and it's such a crucial thing for us to think about the nervous system. I think it's nervous system some is is quite overlooked um, in general. I think it's it's one of the most important systems. And if you are if you are um, ever you know ever concerned about how much aerobic running you're doing and and how it's affecting you, that system is always the one that we want to inspect and we, we there's lots of different tests we can do as physiotherapists and healthcare professionals to make sure that system is healthy and um yeah it's it's definitely a crucial one that i think i want a lot of your listeners to to always be thinking about okay uh the cardiovascular system is that a system yeah 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 heart and the blood vessels I'm learning so much. Can I just say, Great. I hope that the listeners are too, because I didn't know we had these many systems in the body. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad we've got a physio on. <laughs> and yeah, as a, I think that's the added benefit of when you're looking at um, runners from my perspective and it, you can just hopefully give them a perspective of like, well, there's so many intertwining factors and so many complex things that it's a myriad of things that dance around and play with each other to, to get you to, to where you need to um, get you out of the door. Um, so the, the cardiovascular system, you've got, obviously your heart wall gets, gets bigger, your heart's a muscle, so that will get bigger um, and that will get stronger. It produces a stronger output, um, stronger contraction. The blood is pushed out, it's rushed out into your muscles quicker. And we also get something called angiogenesis, so more blood vessels being built in and around the areas that we need them to, delivering more oxygen, giving us, you know, a bigger system of energy to to to, to kind of access the muscular output, um, and it's all a really really nice kind of um, interplay to to get you more energy into your muscles and oxygen obviously into those muscles. So um, really, really important. I think some things to be aware of, obviously, if you're getting kind of, especially, I mean, I I think we use caffeine a lot in day-to-day use. So in day-to-day training, if you're using a lot of caffeine and you're seeing changes in your heart rate and your resting heart rate is changing, it's getting higher, it's something to think about um, in terms of if, you know, if your easy runs are becoming harder, all of this is kind of giving you indication that your cardiovascular system is under strain 
and it might be something around how much of that aerobic running you're doing combined with stress in your life combined with you know all the other things we have to deal with in in our lives um as you know non-elite runners i think that's definitely the caffeine side of life especially if you're a a regular consumer of it and then you want to use gels and races with caffeine in them and stuff like that and you're you're working at threshold and if you pump some ca- like a lot of caffeine into your system, you're naturally pushing exactly. your heart rate higher. So if you're if you're trying to hit like as hard as you can go, but you've got caffeine in the way basically because it's pushed your heart that much higher, it's definitely something that you see when people are like, "Oh, my, I just couldn't couldn't get there." And it's like, well, yeah, because you yeah. too much. And another thing we need to think about is how uh, things are recorded. So if you just have a wrist strap compared to a wrist strap and a chest strap, we know that that actually reduces the accuracy in recording your heart rate. Um, and we know if you're stressed, that's really gonna, you know, you're stressed and you're adding caffeine. It's a, it's a double, you know, uh, a double bubble in terms of how much you're going (laughs) to see in terms of changes of your heart rate. Does the respiratory system come into cardiovascular or is that something separate? I, I would class it as something separate. I think, um, we, we're starting to unpick breathing and how it, and how it changes our, um, nervous system um and i've um i've actually been doing some some kind of work with nike on 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 some breathing exercises and something will be coming out next year a little plug there Uh, (laughs) exclusive you heard here first (laughs) um but i think breathing really is going to be something that we need to unpick a little a little more and how we how we're breathing in day-to-day life due to anxiety, stresses. Obviously, mental health is a big talking point at the moment. Um, And discussing how mental health affects all of these systems is going to be crucial. Um, But I think in terms of respiratory-wise, when you're aerobically running, we want to we want to be we want to be trying to expand those lower lobes because at this point it's all it's it's just about us um, focusing in on our breath so when i say lower lobes i mean the lower lobes of your lungs so trying to get those nice big deep breaths um especially if we're if we're at conversational pace we should be able to do that so forcefully getting those breaths in um and expiring that breathing out and uh, that breath out and we we know that majority of people tend to breathe with their upper lobes and their upper chest um so hypoventilation um i can hear some deep breaths already on the <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm just thinking i'm trying to breathe i'm like honestly this i feel like i'm in a science lesson i'm so baffled yeah. by all of the above i don't i've never even thought about how i breathe when i'm running i think when yeah. you're swimming you think about how you breathe but i've never thought about how I'm breathing when I'm running, apart from when I'm like mm. at the end of a race. Do you know what I mean? Am I allowed? Do you have? Does everyone come in and say this, or is am I? I am I I've I've been a bit. Um, I've just usually I've I've kind of naturally been breathing. I haven't actually intentionally thought about okay, have I taken a large breath in and all that kind of stuff. So I th- I was I'm in the same boat as you, Jane. I've not actually. And this this is something I'm starting to unpick over the last 18 months. How about you, Ben? 
No, it's not. It's it's not one of those ones that's really entered into my head that much. As long as it's the air's moving in and out, I can kind of consider that I'm doing it right. Like that's that's as far as my thinking around it has got. I think I understand. Like definitely, again, the you can directly affect some parts of your body with your breath control. So if you're sort of obviously hyper, not hyperventilating, but if you're taking quicker. Sh- faster breaths than needs be then you're going to increase your heart rate and you're going to make the running feel harder so i think naturally there's a sort of sense of keeping as controlled as possible but it doesn't necessarily mean you're you're breathing in the right areas as you were talking about then manny like i kind of you always that upper chest is the bit that you kind of that you work a lot and you don't think lower you don't think it's more kind of like um the breathing exercises that come into yoga practice and things like that it's when you're sort of really breathing into the stomach like that sort of sense of inhaling and inflating your stomach not obviously not swallowing air but you know like expanding down there that's that feels more and i can as a thought process of what you're saying i can think actually i don't do that necessarily when i'm running because i feel like i'm probably concentrating on I don't know posture or something that which, yeah. is, which which goes against a sort I of mean, sense of expansion. I'm concentrating on finishing as fast as possible, but I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think most yeah. people are. Right? Like, Yo, I just want to get to the end. Right? Yeah, yeah. I want this done. I'm not going to think about my breath. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there must be loads of science in training your lungs to do. Because if you think of like, even when you like yeah. think of someone giving birth, it's all about how you're breathing. Yeah. And there must be science in it, not making it feel easier, but there must be so much. In like training your well, lungs and yeah. focusing on that part, does it make other things feel better? I don't know. Yeah, so I used to work actually in intensive care when I used to work in the NHS. I used to work in intensive care and um, I used to work in the uh, acute medicine wards, which you, you you got to see anything and everything, and you could see vividly. So we have the um, pulse oximeter, which goes on your finger, and it, it measures how much oxygen you have in in your blood and you know i would go and see a person their oxygen was like 82 percent um maybe they've come out of theater and they they haven't expanded their bottom their lower lobes of their lung and you'd give them breathing exercises you come back in two hours and they'll be like 99 100 percent, and they'll be like oh they can go home so it actually is it's it's like it it works i've seen it in practice but I just never correlated and transferred it over to the um, general public and also, you know, to, to us as people who are exercising and, and performing and running. And I think it's something that we we really can benefit from and from the work that I've been doing with somebody called Stuart Sanderman. Um, it's it's really interesting and it's I think it's going to be emerging um, topic which we're all going to be thinking about and discussing more. So when we're running along doing our aerobic conversational pace, how do we think about breathing into these? Just Do we just think about taking like deep breaths, holding it, breathing out as we're running? How do we put it into practice? Because I want to have super this strong is, lungs. This is what I like to hear. <laughs> okay, so Ben actually really you know, summarized it quite well. It's that stomach breathing. So you, you're taking... Okay, you're tr- the yoga breathing. Exactly. You're taking a nice big breath in, trying to really focus in, on your... Um, your belly coming out and you're expanding and pushing the diaphragm diaphragm down and that really will hopefully expand those lower lobes Um, and there's also something called box breathing which you can check this out it's really easily available to find on the internet 
where you you hold your breath and that helps the lung um, tissue called alveoli helps those expand by holding your breath and then having a long breath out again helps them contract but when you take your breath in they'll expand a bit larger and that helps open up your lobes um your lung lobes so it it's all about really thinking about that stomach coming out away from you does that make sense jane yeah it does i'm gonna i'm gonna try it i've done my run today but tomorrow i'm gonna I find it really useful for stress as well. It's, if you're having a stressful period, just two or three really large breaths is super useful. And then what, what other systems have we missed? I want to talk to you about the metabolic system. Um, I, think, I feel this is one we people may not have heard of or thought about. Um, if I say that to you, what do you both think? Food, eating. <laughs> Yeah, I think of, you know, when everyone says like, oh, you have to be in, oh, you're in the fat burn, the Fitbits do it, don't they? Oh, you're in the fat burning zone. And I'm, as someone who's, I don't know, had my issues with food, I'm always like, oh God, I hate to think about exercise like that. But it's like the way it's kind of in our brains, isn't it? From, I guess, devices tell us we're in different burning zones of the body. And that's what I think of whenever I hear the word metabolic. I'm like, oh God, I'm in the fat burning zone. Um, but is that is that not true? Is that, is that fake? <laughs> so I, th- I think that's true per se. But I think what I want to, to get across to everybody is probably more about our adrenal glands. Um, and what what I think really can be seen is symptoms of overtraining, which happen and and we sometimes can just take them as oh it's just life you know you're just feeling you're just feeling a bit a bit low um so these symptoms are lack of energy you feel really weak uh, low mood loss of appetite um unintentional weight loss and increased thirst and the adrenal glands basically they provide us with hormones that help regulate all of these things that we need, all of these systems. And we I see it quite often when runners come in and they've had maybe uh, multiple sites of pain, multiple injuries. Um, they feel like their training hasn't been going well. They've been training for eight to 10 months for maybe one or two marathons and had injuries such as stress fractures. Um, and systemically, they're, they're really suffering from um, a lack of hormonal balance. And yes, you can go and get um, blood tests and all those things. But I think first port of call really is just trying to regulate your training um, and reduce some of that aerobic running um, because we have stressful lives. We have a lot going on. Um, Unfortunately, we're not living in a camp like Kipchoge. So we have to, (laughs) we sometimes have to try and regulate our running. Um, And sometimes, you know, people have four weeks on, one week off. I think sometimes that can be quite, quite useful. Um, If you're new to the sport, if you've been running four times a week and on the fourth week, you're finding it really difficult, tapering down and coming down and running less on that fifth week can be super crucial. So that, that's what I wanted to get across to, to the listeners today and, and, and to both of you, it's, it, it's more about how your hormones and what's, ba- what's balancing your hormones. And, and it's just sometimes we, 
we try and do too much um, with everything else going on. If we're talking about hormones, is it more complicated for female runners then? For sure. And obviously, we know that training at different times of the cycle can affect uh, women in different ways. And this emerging science is, is really incredible. And I think we need to be thinking about how runners train around their cycle. And that's something that some of the females that I've coached have given me, you know, an indication on and, and thought and and advice around. So I definitely think that's something we need to start having a wider conversation about. In stark contrast to the aerobic stuff, what is an, what's anaerobic, just quickly? Because when we can't go through all the systems again, we'll be here forever. <laughs> Yeah, anaerobic, we're looking at short explosive movements um, and we're looking, to, we're looking to use energy already available in our system, whereas aerobic tries to create, create energy through the, um, the cell and the mitochondria, which we were talking about before. So anaerobic is, is more of a power system. Uh, think about it like that and it's short bursts um, and, and even sometimes if you're if you're starting to run a little bit faster in a marathon, you might have to access that because you're you're really trying to create some power through your legs. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, is, is it your anyone who's racing a five k? That's sort of more going to be your anaerobic system rather than aerobic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Manny, thank you so much for joining us. That was, as Jane said, basically a science lesson. <laughs> caught up caught up on all my science but it's great to hear sort of just a breakdown of sort of we discuss running as a whole and we've talked about how running is beneficial as a mental health management system uh, and we've talked we had the last podcast was about how running affects cognitive health but i don't think we've discussed the sort of overarching running as an aerobic uh, exercise and how all the different elements of that uh, affect different elements within the body so yeah really and how obviously to be running at your best, all of those things need to sync up together and that's quite difficult to do. So it's important to sort of highlight that there are many things at work when we run that, that might not allow us to be at our best at all the time. Yeah, and I think, so uh, I think we were, there's, there's like some, some paper, there's a paper by uh, somebody called Arturo Casado. He, he's a Spanish middle distance runner. And he said the kind of indication of how well you're going to do with your running is it's, how much you run over three years, five years, and seven years. So it's how far you're running over years rather than sometimes we think, you know, 18-week or 12-week cycle. Um, I think movement is forever. That's what I wanted to let everybody know on this podcast, okay? So running and movement is forever. So try and think a bit more long-term um, and really try and keep as much balance in your life as possible. Keep training, keep training hard, you know, the, the paper by Arturo Casado talked about, you know, some some of the obviously it was an elite athletes, so we we have to be careful how we relate that back to us because we have complex lives and we're not running and then going for a nap. But he talked about kind of like trying to do a hundred kilometers is is a nice number um, per week for some you know more experienced runners. But if you're not as experienced, do as much as you can while balancing as much as you can and ensuring that you feel energetic and ready to do the next run. Um, that's how you can navigate and identify if, if, you're, if you're 
training well, I think. If you're ready and excited to do your next run, then you're probably in a good state. Manny, where can people find out more about what you do? Okay, so you can follow me on Manny underscore O on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok because we are on TikTok too. Yes, we are on TikTok too. And um, honestly, if you type in Manny Avola on on Google, I'm I'm quite I'm quite high up there because there's there's not very many Mannies who run and coach. And there's not very Mannies who uh, have a website called Manny Athlete Physio either. So um, there's lots, lots out there. But um, I just wanted to give everybody a bit of insight into the things I think about when I look at runners, when I try and support people, when I give information out there. It's um, it's it's good to try and drop a bit of science in there and um, help people understand a bit more. It's great. And thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it for sure. No, thanks so much for having me. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thank you to our guest, Coach Manny, and to you, of course, for listening. You can once again subscribe to three issues of Runners World with just £5. Head to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash Podcast to get this offer. And you can listen to the Runners World UK podcast on Acast, iTunes, all your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and please do subscribe. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.